You are 
Father, we have come today to worship because you are God alone. There is none like you. And we come today to open our hearts to you individually and corporately and to ask you to to speak to us and to work in our lives. We pray that you would be honored in our worship, that we might draw closer to you and know the fullness of who you are and of what you created us to be. And we pray this through Christ Jesus. Amen. Share a word of greeting with others who are here in worship today. Just a few things I want to highlight uh, that are in the bulletin. Wednesday evening, or Wednesday is the beginning of Lent. It's Ash Wednesday, and we'll be hosting a service here at 6.30. And we'd love to have you be a part of that. The college is on break this week, so there aren't any children's programs that are taking place this week. Uh, For some of you, Ash Wednesday may be uh, something new. Uh, there's a lot of symbolism to this, uh, to this night and to this time of worship. And I think you, you will find it uh, very interesting as you, as you encounter God through symbol and uh, through the ashes and as we share this time of worship together. So we invite you to join us uh, Wednesday evening at 630. Uh, also, Wednesday begins the uh, 40-day community Bible experience. It's something we're joining in with Wesleyan churches around the world. Uh, this is reading through the New Testament during the season of Lent. And uh, the, uh, the readings are on this bookmark. There's a bunch of them on the back table. Please pick up one or more if you know of other people who might want to do this. Uh, it is not reading necessarily through the order of the New Testament as we find it, but it's reading a little bit more chronologically. So it starts with Luke and it goes to Acts and jumps through the different letters of the New Testament. Uh, we'd love to have a, a great group of us reading this together. There also actually has been a Bible printed with the readings, and you can purchase that at the campus store at the college. But uh, these uh, readings will uh, help. This will walk you through the readings as well. So please feel free to take some of those as you go today. Uh, please remember that next weekend is uh, beginning of daylight saving time. So you want to move your clocks forward. And next Saturday is women's gathering. You see an insert in your bulletin about that. And there's a sign-up sheet in the foyer as well. And God has blessed us immensely, and we are are uh, thrilled with all the ways in which he is working in our lives. We also have struggles that we're wrestling with. And if you had a chance to read the bulletin, you'd note that today we're going to be doing something different uh, a little bit later in the worship service than we normally do. We're going to spend some time praying together and offering prayers for each other uh, as a uh, body of believers. And uh, so we, we anticipate this to be a powerful time of, uh, of praying uh, in uh, God's spirit and uh, through his power at work in us. We also uh, are, have been blessed by God in ways that uh, cause us to want to give back to him. And so we're going to ask the ushers to come and assist us in the giving of our tithes and offerings.
Would you please stand for the reading of the gospel? One day, Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us, and lead us not into temptation. Then he said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend, and he goes to him at midnight and says, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread, because a friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. Then the one inside answers, Don't bother me. The door is already locked, and my children are with me in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will not get up and give you the, him the bread because he is his friend, yet because of the man's boldness, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. For everyone who asks receives, he who seeks finds, and him, to him who knocks the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven the Holy Spirit, give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? This is the word of the Lord. How firm a foundation, you saints of the Lord, is laid for your faith in his excellent word. What more can he say than to you he has said? To you who for refuge to Jesus have fled. Fear not, I am with you, oh be not dismayed. For I am your God and will still give you aid. I'll strengthen you, help you, and cause you to stand. Upheld by my gracious, omnipotent hand. When through the deep waters I call you to go, the rivers of sorrow will not overflow. For I will be with you, your troubles to bless. And sanctify to you your deepest distress. When through fiery trials your pathway will lie, my grace all sufficient shall be your supply. The flame shall not hurt you, I only desire your dross to consume and your gold to This past week, as the pastoral staff was were talking through a variety of things related to the life of our church, we were struck by how much is happening in the church, in this community, in the wider communities, how many difficulties and struggles seem to be pressing in upon us? Uh, There have been a number of 
recent deaths, and we've had some funerals. There have been uh, people, a number of people who are and are still struggling with significant illnesses. Uh, we just found out this morning that Kristen Sanitas' grandfather, who's been ill for a while, died this morning. Bonnie Zemanski, who we've been praying for, thinking about for quite some time, is, is nearing death. And, and there, are, there, are, there are other things that aren't necessarily related to illnesses, just related to life and the, the things that we encounter and the difficulties of life that come to us. And the more we thought about this and the more we prayed about it and, and talked about it, we realized that maybe this was a day when we needed to address it. And it seemed like the most appropriate way to address all of these needs and burdens and concerns and stress was to pray. Now, prayer is one of those, those elements of our faith that is difficult to, to get our hands around. We, there are things that we know about prayer because Scripture tells us, and we see examples of people praying, and, and we, we find some understanding, but quite frankly, we join people through the centuries who would have to say that in one degree or another, prayer is a, is a little bit elusive to us. We can't quite get it. We don't have every answer. We don't have everything wrapped up in a package with a neat bow. We try. We read. We think. We talk. We, we do our best. But ultimately, because prayer is about God, it is in some sense beyond us. And when we read the scriptures, we find that that while the scriptures do give us indications that help us learn about prayer and how to pray and ways to pray and, and elements about praying, but ultimately when we read the scriptures, it keeps coming back to not so much here is an under, here's how you understand prayer, but it is almost always leading us to a call to pray. And that's what Scripture is most concerned about. Scripture is most concerned, not that we learn about prayer, but that we become people who pray. And so that's what we're going to do this morning. We're going to pray. And it's, it's going to be different than what we normally do on Sunday morning, but sometimes different's okay. And, and so we're going to pray together. We're going to open up the altar for anyone who wants to come and be anointed with oil and hands laid on them by the pastors and the elders of the church and offer prayers for you. And we do that because for a number of reasons, but in James chapter 5, he talks about people who are in trouble, people who are struggling, people who are wrestling with things, people who are sick. He says, if, that's, if, you're, if you fit those categories, then you go to the church, you get together the elders of the church, you anoint them with oil, you lay hands on them, and you pray for them. Now, there's nothing magical about oil. There's nothing magical about rubbing some oil on someone's forehead when we pray for them. It doesn't supercharge our prayers or something like that. Oil is historically throughout the Old Testament and into the New Testament representative, symbolic of the Holy Spirit. And when God wants the people to know the Spirit is here, then oil tends to be a part of that. Just as in the temple, light represents the presence of God. And so we anoint with oil, not because it's something magical, but simply to remind us that as we pray, the Holy Spirit is there with us. And we lay hands on one another because there is something powerful in touch. There's something significant that goes on when we touch one another. We do it all the time. We shake hands we put our arms around each other. We hug each other. There is something powerful in touch. And when that touch is intentional, it carries an even greater sense of significance. If you've ever been on the receiving end of people praying for you, it is awesome when people pray for you. It takes it to another level when they lay their hands on you, touch you, and pray for you.
And so we're going to do that today. And we're going to invite those of you who would like to come to the front. If you kneeling's difficult, you can sit in the red chairs. And we will pray for you. And whatever the concern may be, it might be related to health. It might be related to a circumstance you're involved in. It might not even be about you. It might be that you want to come in place of someone else who isn't here today. Maybe some of you will want to come for some people who are sick and are unable to be in church today. And, and you want to come and be anointed and prayed for in their place. And we will be happy to do that. And maybe you want some people to come with you as we pray. Just ask them and have them come too. And we will pray. And then once we've completed that, we're going to spend some time corporately praying together. Just offering brief sentence prayers for each other. We pray individually, we pray on our own, and and that's important. We need to do that. We see Jesus doing that. We see great people of faith doing that through the scriptures. But there is also a power in praying together, in offering corporate prayers. That we encourage one another with our prayers. and, And we ignite each other's prayers as we pray together. And there is great power in joining ourselves together in prayer. And so after we're done praying for people who come to the altar, we're going to open up a time for anyone who wants to to pray. And when that's done, we will then take communion. And it seems as though that communion, sharing communion was the right way to, to bring this service to conclusion because we have all of this activity that is corporate and there is little more corporate than holy communion as we break bread from the same loaf and dip into the same cup and we watch each other coming to the front and we are connected to each other in this sacrament of Christ's broken body and shed blood which is why we're here in the first place and the community of our prayers is is put into the context of the community of our worship through the sacrament. So those of you who would like for us to pray for you, we're going to invite you to come. And I want to just say this, that when we pray for healing, when we pray for God to work in, in these ways, it feels as though, I mean, it's, it's a step of faith because we never know how God's going to respond. And, and our prayers are not, we're not demanding God do something. We're not trying to manipulate God. We're not trying to control God. But we are asking God. We're praying honestly. We're praying openly. We're praying in faith. We're praying boldly and courageously for God to work. And sometimes God heals instantaneously and we know it instantaneously. And we call that a miracle. We, at least we tend to. And sometimes God heals gradually And that tends to be when medicine becomes a part of the process. And we believe strongly that God uses the medical field to work miraculously in us. And ultimately, our greatest healing will be when we get to heaven and we will be completely and fully healed. But we want to pray because God calls us to pray. And we're praying not because we have to pry things out of God's hands, but because He is our loving Father, and He welcomes us to pray. In the passage we read, He said, keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking. Not because if you badger me long enough, I'll give you what you want. But because I want you to know how much I love you and how much I care for you. And if you human parents love to do good things for your children, how much more our Heavenly Father? So as folks are coming, if you want to join them, please come now. Please come and kneel. If kneeling's difficult for you, just have a seat in one of these red chairs. And we give us the privilege, the honor of praying for you. Taking your need, your burden before our loving, gracious, heavenly Father.
invite you to, uh, if you can, to stand where you are. Just some brief sentence prayers about burdens that you know of. Maybe you want to offer a prayer of praise or thanksgiving to God. But uh, we'll take a few moments just to, to offer our prayers in this moment together. Father, thank you for hearing our prayers, for being a loving Father who delights in our prayers. Give us the assurance that you hear us, that you are at work, that you are always doing what is best. 
whether we see it or not. And give us grace to trust you and your answers. And we pray this through Christ Jesus. Amen. what concerns me today. He is able, more than able, to handle anything that comes my way. Father, we thank you for Jesus Christ. We thank you that he came to live and to die and to rise again for us. We pray that you would send the power of your spirit and your anointing on the bread and the cup of which we are about to partake. We ask that as we open our hearts to you, that this food would be food for our souls and that we would know the power of who you are in this world, in this place, in us. And we ask this through Christ. Amen. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took bread. He gave thanks to the Father in heaven and he broke it. He gave it to his disciples saying, take, eat. This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. On the same night he took the cup and again he gave thanks to the Father in heaven and gave it to his disciples saying, drink from this all of you. For this is my blood of the new covenant which is shed for your sins and the sins of all people. Every time you do this, do it in remembrance of me. As you are released by Rose this morning, come forward, tear off a piece of bread, dip it into the cup, eat it, and then you may return to your seat by the outside aisles. If coming to the front is difficult for you, we have a tray of bread and cups. We're happy to serve you in your seat. Just let the usher know as your row is released. We also have some gluten-free wafers and cups, realizing that that is an issue for some people as well. Just let me know as you come forward and I will serve that to you. I always like to mention that we practice open communion at the Wesleyan Church. It might be the first time you've ever worshipped here, but if you come today with your heart open to God, with the desire for the grace of God in your life, then come and receive these gifts from the hand of our gracious, loving, Heavenly Father. Your kindness leads us to repentance. Your goodness draws us to your side. Your mercy calls us to be like you. Your favor is our delight. Every day we'll awaken our prayer. Your mercy is forever. You are 
you guide us like a gentle shepherd through darkness you will be our light you lead us to refreshing waters your mercy calls us to life every day we'll awaken with us.
receive the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Amen.